Hey, welcome to A Little Better. My name's Daniel. I'll be your host. Today on the podcast, we talk about all of contentment and joy and gratitude and how God really does want your happiness. Find out all about that and so much more today on the episode. Remember, our goal on the podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of His Spirit, do better so together we can be a little better. Hey, welcome to A Little Better, episode 57, and we're ready to jump in. You didn't... I've started Keeping doing count. that. Yeah, wow, count. 57. Yeah. It's just because Taylor makes me so... Uh, <laughs> so we're excited to jump in. It's our next to last week of A Church That. Uh, Drew, you delivered another one this weekend. Give us your mm. sermon in 60 seconds. I did deliver another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> uh, we talked all about a church that is ridiculously generous, but we, we talked about generosity in a unique way. We approached it from the standpoint of learning contentment leads us to generosity. So taking the road less traveled. And so we talked about reasons why we're not content and how Paul, uh, in his letter to uh, Philippi, learned the secret of contentment, which is Christ. And so um, we just really pressed into what it looks like to be content and what keeps us from being contentment and how when we are content, it will lead a life of ridiculous generosity. Yeah. Being, giving generously is one of our six strategies of you know, sanctification, as you laid out a couple of weeks ago. Um, so if, you, if that's the point, why not just talk about generosity? Why, why talk about contentment in addition to, is it in addition to, is it, what, what, how is, you laid out some of that relationship between contentment and generosity, but, but why is there that relationship and how do those play together? I actually think that what's interesting is many churches talk about generosity a lot, but many churches complain that their churches aren't generous. Mm. Um, and I think generosity is actually one of the hardest parts of sanctification. Um, the giving of not only your you know treasure, but your time and your talents, these are things that are very valuable to us. And I think one of the major reasons why Christians and others in our society are not generous is because we lack contentment. Right mm-hmm. in in society, we're we're told more is better, right? And we 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 aim for more, we want more, and this desire for more, what it does is it kills contentment. Mm-hmm. And I think to truly become generous, to become ridiculously generous, you have to be perfectly satisfied with what you have in order to give what you have away. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think we're approaching maybe approach your man we're going after generosity <laughs> and maybe a more fundamental way and a more mm. long lasting way than just saying God wants you to be generous. Right. Mm. There's a root versus fruit. Thing, yes. Yeah. Right? Root I mean, fruit the, the fruit is generosity, but the root is contentment and just that scarcity versus abundance. Right. Mm. I mean, you either have this mindset of, I truly am abundant in Christ. Mm. I mean, yep. I'm rich. You know, I'm a child of the king, you know, um, and then from that place of peace, right, that place of contentment, then mm. you have the abundance, you know, to share. Yeah. Well, one of my points in my message, and I don't know if you guys remember it or not, um, but is that you are, if if your needs are taken care of, mm. you are blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just don't think that's my perspective and that's 
really anybody's perspective of mm-hmm. we're, we're always uh, the mentality of being blessed is God is giving me what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I have this wish list and I'm truly blessed when God is my Santa Claus who mm. brings me my presence and the things I desire. But really, wow, what a different perspective of like, man, I have food to eat, water to drink and a shelter over my head. I am blessed by God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You brought up a couple of things in your sermon in 60 that you're recapping for us. You like, you feel like it's a lot of people's problems. And now it's like, yeah, definitely in America or the West in general, it's yeah. like contentment is our issue because we're told more is better or better is better. Like it's not enough. You know, it's actually more and better, more and better, you know, all <laughs> the above, a little better. <laughs> Throw all that in there. But, you know, also on top of that, is, you know, the if my needs are met, and we confuse so easily and so often need and want, you yeah. know, like oh, yeah. uh, of that need and want. I, I've um, I've stumbled upon, you know, uh, international prayer. Uh, it's like a kind of an organization, uh, international organization, but there is growing a chapter in the United States, and they have a, a little app called Inner Room, and it, it notifies you to pray three times a day, hmm. and it prompts you in three different ways. So morning, it's like the Lord's Prayer. At midday, it's like praying for lost people that you know in your life. And then at night, it prompts you, like at 5 p.m., you kind of said it whenever, it prompts you a prayer for gratitude to reflect on your day. And one of the prayer prompts, one of the first days I was doing it, was um, praying and thanking God for uh, food that day. But, and it was like, you set where you live, and so it based it, guessed off of where you lived. But it was like, God, thank you for the fact that you could have just given me food to eat, but you allowed me to choose my lunch. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And it was just like, ooh, like that's, <laughs> that's like a yeah. whole nother thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like it would have been enough for you just to give me food to eat, but you let me choose my lunch. And like, mm. that was just, man, that was just so... Yeah, we, we confuse <clears throat> need and want yeah. so too often. Well, and what's powerful about what Paul says is he's writing it from a place where most people wouldn't find contentment, right? He's mm-hmm. writing the letter to Philippi, to the church in Philippi, in jail, beaten, mm-hmm. bruised, right. rotting in a prison, and he's saying, I'm content, mm-hmm. right? I'm learning. God is teaching me contentment. And what's crazy in, in my mind is how often... You know, this is a little bit of an aside, but how often do we learn the things that God wants us to learn in the hardest conditions versus oh, how many times do we miss the things God wants us to learn in the best conditions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so often. Uh, just the I mean, we have a God who is generous, gives us so many of our wants. Right. I mean, yeah. he is very generous there. But then the needs is it's by definition. If I don't have it, therefore, it is not a need. Because mm-hmm. if it was a need, God would have granted. We we think there are needs, you know. I have to correct. You know, do I need you know, this much money to feel secure? Do I need right. this much food yeah. in and my the, pantry? I mean, this is just a you know broken record, right? Of like mm-hmm. how much do we say? You know, we learned that going back in our life when you're starting out in your career, like man, if I could just make this much or just get <coughs> watch out. Excuse me, it's not COVID, okay, everyone. Um, <laughs> Coffee was bold and brazen. That's, that's right, for that sure. Is bold and brazen <laughs> flavor. So, but anyway, so like we the goal the goal line or the goalpost just keeps mm-hmm. moving backwards. Like, okay, right. well, this used to be enough to make me feel secure. And now it's this or it, mm-hmm. whatever it is. If it's your status, your job, amount of money you make, or your house, the car, whatever, it just keeps moving backwards because you pointed out, Drew, of the the danger of comparison, yeah. that mm-hmm. trap of you know, comparison in that regard. So, so help us 
get out of this cycle and, and even talk to like, what's the, what's the point in all this? I mean, like that's the, where I really want to ask the question and be almost a little skeptical of like, okay, why does it matter in all these things? Like, why do I need to live generously? Why do I need to be content? Is this just a secret ploy for the church or, you know, as the organization or for you to ask us to, okay, you need to serve more so you can give more time and give us your talents and give us your money. You need to give us as mm. us being Northridge, us being the church. Like, is this the secret ploy or is there is there something in it for the listener and for the person that was listening to that message on Sunday that maybe Satan and his schemes is pulling over their eyes where he, yeah. he doesn't want them to actually experience something. Well, I think the beauty and contentment is it brings a lasting joy and peace into your life where you're not always chasing what somebody else has or what you want, but con- contentment impacts not just generosity, but it, it, it impacts my mental health, mm-hmm. right? Many people struggle with you know, mental health issues, and I think some of it is from a state of, I'm not content with where I'm at or where mm-hmm. God has me or the circumstances mm-hmm. I'm walking through. And what I, I love about Paul and his letter is he kind of addresses some of the skepticism by saying, I've been rich, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been poor. So for those of you who are poor, who are like, oh, here's a rich person telling me to be content, who has everything. He says, yeah. no, I've been where you are. I, I know what it means to want to go hungry. But mm-hmm. then to the, all the, the rich people, he says, you know, like, I also know what it's like to have a lot and the trap that that can be. Mm-hmm. You know, to think you're generous when you're really just giving out of the excess that you have yeah. or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love how Paul like just re- rebuttals all of the situations or the scenarios. Like I've been in both places and let me tell you, contentment is the real deal. Mm-hmm. And to think of the danger of having too much, right? I mean, it's not what we often think about. It's just like, what, <laughs> what, what harm is there in putting a little more in my bank account? Right. I mean, there is, there is a danger. It's not the wrong thing to do, but it can be a dangerous thing to do as our, trust, you know, shifts, you know, to that. But, the, you know, again, and I think that's the Proverbs passage too. The, that yeah, you Proverbs 30. Is that you, then the dependence on God disappears mm, mm. when we have too much. Lord, keep, you know, don't yes. give me too much. <laughs> When's the last time I prayed, Lord, don't give me too much. Right, that mm. Proverbs is amazing. Like mm-hmm. two things I ask of you, Lord, right? right. That <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, tell lies or falsehoods. But also, I don't want to be rich, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be poor, God, because right. those mm. two things are traps, right? Yeah. If I'm poor, I steal and defame your name. Yeah. Or if I'm rich, I don't think I need you, God. Who is God? I I, mm-hmm. I'm God, right? Yeah, yeah. and I think there's, I want to be careful with what I'm about to say here, because I think there's a, a level at which that God does desire our joy and happiness, like for us to experience those things. Mm. But so often in the world we live, in the waters we swim in, sin tells us that or our world just in general, the schemes of the enemy tell us that the way to get joy or the way to get happiness is through the means of more, Mm. shinier, bigger, stronger, faster, all these things like that, and they never deliver in in those ways. And so the secret in contentment is we will actually experience that soul-satisfying love of Christ, which brings about contentment, Mm -hmm. which breeds, as you said, generosity, but... The way in which you get there mm. is you have to travel 
the road nobody else is walking yeah. down um, around us. Like that was your opening and a very un-American road. I mean, yeah. you're talking yes. about like the world. I mean, we have an economy, you know, an advertising industry that's built on discontent, right? If you're not discontent, no one's making money, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So it is. I you see a commercial Old degrees and you say, marketing. I, yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I see a commercial. I never knew I needed that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, you didn't oh, need that. But uh, <laughs> wow, what that. Does. And I think we have to be careful. Like we are not beating down on people who. Who have things and go after their desires, right? That you know, like I don't think that's a bad thing as long as it doesn't own you. As long as you right. haven't convinced yourself that, ooh, mm-hmm. I will find what I'm looking for in this thing, mm-hmm. right? Because the point Paul Paul's trying to make and in, in, to the church in Philippi is the secret to contentment is Christ. Mm-hmm. Because when you have Christ, you no matter whether you're rich or poor, and no matter what you take away, what circumstances you put me in, whether I'm rotting in a jail, mm-hmm. you can't take that away from me. Right. You can't steal that from me. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what I face in life, I can be content because of where I found contentment mm-hmm. in. You know, you could be rich one day. If you find your contentment in your riches, mm-hmm. one day they could be gone. Yeah. And to right. live a contented lifestyle, to spend less, you know, to, I mean, again, American culture defines us as consumers, right? Mm. To consume less, then that abundance is margin to bless others, right? When you Mm. have contentment, then that margin accumulates. Then there's the opportunities to be a blessing to Mm. others. Yeah, that's contentment, right? I don't Mm -hmm. need to take my excess and indulge in me. Mm -hmm. Why don't I give to someone who's in need? Why don't I invest in the local church? Why don't I, you know, it's Mm -hmm. that I have all I need, and if I have more... Sure, there are times where I'm going to indulge, and that's okay. But there's mm-hmm. times where I'm going to invest in something that matters more. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. And because what we're not saying is that you shouldn't take care of the, and this is tricky because we've been talking it's about very this. Tricky, yeah. Needs, right? Like your needs and your family's needs, like food, water, shelter, the primary mm-hmm. needs. Jesus actually comes against some religious teachers of his day. Mm-hmm. I was actually reading, it was it came up in my Bible reading this morning where he says, you know, you trick uh, those and tell them that they don't need to care for their mother and father, but if they give to the temple, God will <laughs> avoid right. it. You know, like, yeah. I think mean, it's a Mark or Matthew 14. Like he kind of, he says this, like you're tricking to get money from people <laughs> and saying it's going to God. Like, yeah. you know, like that's not what you need. You need to take care. And people have seen that today yeah. too. They've, They've seen, seen it religious today. leaders. Just turn your television on, right? Yeah, it's like everywhere. sow your seed, you know, kind of, mm. kind of. Buy this it. holy water and it will heal you. Yeah. Mm. And so that's it. not at all what we're saying either of like, you need to care for your family and, you know, have food, water and shelter and provide for that. What we are also are not saying is like that, that food, water, and shelter has to be the like the top money can buy. Like, yeah, you can need versus want. It's it's yes. very it's mm-hmm. very very tricky in in all those things. And so it's that balance of living within your means, but also creating margin so that you can bless others yep. and give to the local church financially of your. And that margin does not just include financial you know gains. Mm-hmm. You look at Paul of like using his talents and his yeah. time to advance the mission of of. The, the kingdom of God to plant churches to build in the leaders and so let's let's spend a ne- the next few minutes talking about this like what are ways that I can grow in my generosity in those three areas that you laid out time talents and treasures and either one of you feel I, I feel like I always go off the track with you yeah. so go, I mean, go off the there, track. I would just the only thing I wanted to also comment comment on something I've been thinking about this week 
how do you fuel this contentment? Where do you grow this contentment? You yeah. know, in Christ. Interesting place. A book you recommended was uh, "Gay Girl, Good God" mm. by Jackie, Jackie Hill. Hill Perry. Yeah, Jackie yep. Hill Perry. And I've been listening to it. And listening is a great experience because the author reads the book. She's a poet, mm. and so her words are magnificent. But then hear her cadence and to say say it. But her, it's very interesting to be taught by someone who struggled with same sex attraction. With you know just to see her idolatry is not that different than my idolatry. Mm. That, mm. you know, there was something she believed she needed, desired, you know, loved more than God, mm. more than Christ. But it's a, it's a wonderful book just to elevate the supremacy of Christ, the desirability of Christ, the supremacy yeah. of his love. And it's not that we don't desire, like, maybe even have a little love for mm. other things, but do we mm. love most? Mm. You know, Christ, because he is the most desirable. He is the most loving, the most satisfying. Anyway, it's an interesting perspective, but just it's a different way to go after growing contentment in Christ. Mm. I've been blessed by that book. But That's good. That's so you're recommending too. people read that book? I am recommending okay. people. Yeah. I can, we'll I'll, I'll say I recommend it I'm about two-thirds of the way through. Yeah. So unless she goes off the rails, it's great <laughs> two-thirds of the way through. You read the whole thing, right? I mean, I've, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would never say I've read every word of sure. any book. Uh-huh. You know, I'm more of like a... <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, but yeah. I, I do, I do agree. I think it's a, especially in, in our culture, it's a great book in, in these times. I think Jackie Hill Harry does brings a great perspective, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Growing our contentment by focusing our eyes on Jesus, seeing what, his beauty. It's exactly what Paul says, right? Yeah. It's literally yeah. what Paul says. The secret sauce mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. I can do all of this through Christ. It yeah. has to be from a place of abundance. Wait, are you telling me that verse is not about weightlifting? <laughs> Well, obviously, in your case, it's not because <laughs> you've been trying to do that. I've been trying. It's, that no, it's, it's uh, that verse is actually one of the most out of context verses. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, he's talking about generosity, so like it's kind of like a mic drop moment there. It's like wait, contentment and generosity. Wait, what? I can do all things. I can I can be content and live a generous life through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what I can do. I can do all of that. Yeah. Well, let's answer your question. Sorry, thanks. So how? So if we're fixing, I love your your back. You're Sorry. going back to that circle because, like, yeah. fixing your eyes on Jesus, which will lead us mm. to be able to do all things. Those all things is centered in contentment and generosity. Mm-hmm. Okay, now how do we, with our eyes fixed on Jesus, grow and strengthen that being generous with our time, with our talents, with our treasure? We can get practical here or abstract. Feel free to take it anywhere you want to go, and I'd Brad, love you didn't for you hear to that, okay? Isolate. <laughs> I loved you. I'd love for you to isolate specifically in one of those three areas. We may not be able to talk about all of them, but I'd love to. Time, talents, and treasure. How do we grow in our generosity? I mean, I think it starts practically just with what we're talking about, right? You have to find contentment, um, and you find that in Christ. So I think you, that's got to be your baseline. Um, I do think you can live a. I don't want to say phony, but like a a not lasting generous life. But if you truly want to become a generous person, you have to find contentment, right? I, I don't think you can, you can do it and make it last if you're not content. Mm-hmm. So I think it, that baseline, you got to start there. I think this is why right. we, we taught this message this way um, practically. So <clears throat> I think margin is the key word, right? And margin spans through all of these. I know you have to be specific to all of them, but I think the biggest area that we lack in our schedules is margin. Mm. In our finances Mm -hmm. is margin, right? Mm -hmm. I know so many people who would love to be generous, but they have no margin. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And so part of it is just looking at your your calendar, looking at your your budget and saying, how can I get margin? How can mm-hmm. I get, you know, some money back in my budget? How can I cut some things in my calendar in my budget to bring margin so now I can bless people with my time. I can bless people with my finances. I think that's huge. Yeah, I think what's funny is is like in our family, you know, my nickname is the hatchet man when it comes to this because like I'm like the no, no, like kill it. Like we don't need that. Like and with, with literally everything, we'd be riding bicycles if it was up to me. You know, like kind of thing. Um, you know, and so like I'm constantly asking the question when we're doing like a family. You know, sit down with Rena, like looking at our budget or looking at our calendar. It's like, do we really? Do we really need mm. that? And she's like, oh, it'd be great if we could. Do. I was like, do we need? I just keep going back, and it's probably frustrating. But I think being able to answer that question actually like Hmm. with honestly is a key in any of those areas like do you need to do that like need like you're right really really wrestle that down Mm -hmm. yeah these three challenges are so helpful just to focus but it's interesting for me about the time one is that we're all in a level playing field when it comes to talents or abilities or giftedness we're all over the map we're all different when it comes to money we're all in different financial situations but every one of us has 24 hours in a day it's good and so what do we do with that and i and for me if i don't have margin in time you know is it because i'm not getting enough sleep because i'm staying up late watching netflix or amazon (laughs) prime or something like that right and when my wife asks can you take 15 minutes to go water my plants and I'm like, huh, so it's interesting how that pricks my heart. <laughs> it's just like, really? Am I that selfish, yeah. you know, that I can't give my mm. wife 15? Of course, honey. You know, um, but but why don't I have that margin, you know? And again, to provide it, you know, have that margin for others, I'm often looking at it, you know, with time. So just trying to protect that time with mm, others. Yeah. You know, my kids are out of the house. Obviously, we still have a relationship less frequently, but, yeah, you yeah. know, just keeping up those rhythms and those commitments, mm. keeping... Yeah keeping margin that you can bless others with. Yeah, and I think, too, like, no matter what area it is, when you when you live generously, it's so contagious. Mm-hmm. When you bless somebody with your time, mm-hmm. it feels like an inconvenience before you do it. Mm-hmm. But when you do it, it mm-hmm. that inconvenience goes away. There's just such a blessing of, man, I didn't, I didn't know this would be... How many times have I not wanted to do something and did it and been like, man, I'm I'm so glad I did that. Very little buyer's remorse, right? You know, exactly. That, you know. it, it's and if you can push through that, like that pushback, right? Mm-hmm. In all these areas, there's right. going to be spiritual and just mental pushback. Like, I yeah. don't want to give this person my money. I don't want to invest in a local church. I don't. I, I'd rather watch this football game right. than whatever. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's so sure. many things. It's easy to be like, you know what? I want to think about me. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, though, the blessing on the other side of you Mm -hmm. is greater than whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would say that we've been tainted by our world's perspective in all these things, right? It's my money. It's my time. Mm -hmm. It's my day off. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's it's mine. (laughs) You know, like that word has been... The the downfall. That's what of, you led with. Yeah, Dad, you led Daddy, with that. It's, in mine. Your, it's mine. You know, that's a word that we've said is not okay in our house. Like, our, right. I mean, our sons too. He used the words mine, and you know, I'm going to be the <sighs> annoying pastor of like Psalm 24, one son. It says, "The earth is the Lord's and everything in it." 
everything. You could switch it up and go to James. Yeah, every he, perfect yeah. 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 gift. Or you could go everything. to Paul on Corinthians too. Yeah. Like get, name gifts. something you did yeah. not receive. Come on, it's kind of a theme. So there's a theme in there. So so like in in the midst of all those things, when in even in the day off, you know, if you look at the Old Testament with the Sabbath, it was designed to be a communal practice where everyone experienced this blessing, right? So Mm -hmm. it was even the paid labor, the, you know, if they had slave labor, everything above, they were supposed to get this blessing Mm. of the day off where we look at our day off and we want to go, like, do all these things. It's it's mine and I'm going to go enjoy these things where we pay somebody to give us convenience or whatever the case may be. In all these ways, we really need to step back and observe how are we planning to use this mm-hmm. as a resource? You know, that James passage, every, if every good and perfect gift comes from above, the gift of time, the mm-hmm. gift of talents, the gift of um, treasures, like how are we using it um, in all these ways? Yes, we need to take care of our family and make sure we have food, water, and shelter. Um, but simultaneously, how are we um, giving back? How are we living in a content and a generous way? Mm-hmm. I think those are all good questions. So what's one practical piece of advice? If we're stepping back, if we're trying to, if somebody's like, oh, I want to, how many, and we, we hear this all the time, like, I want to, but how can I take a step in this direction? You can isolate one, you can be broad with this one. Just one practical thing as we wind down here. I guess just a little thought that occurs to me is what a privilege it is to be a little bit like God, God who is such a generous giver. And he, he will create those opportunities for you to be a blessing, not with your stuff, but you're paying it for. It's an overflow of an abundance from him. But just to, again, as we get um, full of contentment in God, then just to think about what a privilege it is mm. to be a blessing, to be a little like him. I think practically I would challenge every listener to take, you know, November's coming. Take your November budget, your November calendar, create margin in it. And mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to do it for the rest of the year. I'm saying just for the month of November, mm-hmm. try contentment by pulling back a little bit and use that time, mm-hmm. that extra means to bless somebody else. And after the month, see how you feel. This is so good. And I, I would say that um, in every stretch of the way, this is a discipline of, uh, you know, of in First Timothy, you know, Paul says that uh, this is a discipline is next to godliness. And like this is a piece that is very difficult for us based on the time in which we live and where we live of to be thinking about being content and generous uh, is definitely the road less traveled. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, just setting your expectations that this is a um, learn skill. And I would say that what, you know, God sees your heart and take a step. Mm. I love that step that you just said, like, mm-hmm. look at no, your November budget. Some people want to go like full throttle <laughs> all the way in. Let's jump into the pool, cannonball. And then they're like, holy cow. What have we done? What have we done? They lied to us. You know, <laughs> and, and I would say at least from personal experience, just one step at yeah. a time creates you with like, mm-hmm. Obviously, that we're we're gonna give, we're gonna tithe, we're doing this with our time or our talent, whatever the mm. case would be. It's like, with but it it all started with a step, you know. Yeah. Like you don't you don't just wake up one day and like let's run a marathon. You you mm. you discipline yourself, you train it, and all these things of sanctification. It's one step at, after the next, and so mm-hmm. I would encourage you to to budget that of 
budget it, whether it's your time, talents, or treasure, let your November budget and echo everything else has been said. If you're going to do it, let us know. We'd love to hear your stories, right? Yeah. You know, hey, we don't want to be like this I know, this voice thing that never <laughs> hears back from the other side. I'd love to hear if anybody's committing to do that or, you know, how God used it in yeah. your life. You can reach out through iwant.info or email us at podcast at com. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>